Good evening all, Common Sense American, right here for another week. Uh, I wish I could tell you that I have some sort of really hard-hitting, over-the-top energy show for you this week. Uh, those tend to do the best when I uh, rant about immigration or Democrats and their latest insanity. However, in a cursory look at the news, uh, there's really not much going on, and certainly nothing new, uh, at least from my perspective. I have covered a great deal of everything that's already been going on in the past few months. My last uh, podcast was a, a little controversial in that I uh, sort of called out all of society for the rise in general hostility and violence, and, and most disturbing of all, indiscriminate public shootings. Um, and I, I wasn't blaming guns or any one specific thing, but I, I was saying that the toxic environment that we have created in this world, and maybe specifically in this country, is, you know, specifically at fault for this, except it's a very big problem because it's not any one thing. It's just our daily lives and I don't know how to fix it and I don't like doing podcasts where I end conflicted and sort of throw my hands up and go, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Because it, they, it, it tends to do better when you finish on an aggressive, optimistic, or at least decisive note. And I wasn't able to do that last week. I knew I wouldn't be able to. But I still wanted to get that out there. Uh, this week, I thought maybe we could do something a little more fun. We've been, you know, sort of beaten down by the news cycle, I think, in, in recent weeks and months. And so I think it would be fun to sort of look at ourselves and say, you know, uh, what is it about us that makes us unique? And... I think if we have a lot of friends who agree with us in terms in our political views and ideology, so if we have a lot of conservative friends or Republican friends, maybe there are a few things about us that we sort of hope they don't know about or don't find out about because we are not in full lockstep with the GOP or conservative movement. And I am not. And I, I think I've made that plain before. Uh, I honestly don't see how any thinking, intelligent individual can be lockstep with any one side. Because if you think enough about all the issues, there's almost no way you're coming down always on the same side. And if you are, that sort of tells me that there is undue bias in there and you're not really thinking enough for yourself. Which is one of the big reasons I can't stand the liberal and democrat regime right now, because it seems like they all are in that goose-stepping insanity where they have no brain of their own. There's no semblance of their own brain activity because they are, again, in full lockstep with every possible viewpoint. They are right down the line. You can't say they are different on anything. They don't side with conservatives or across the aisle on any issue. And they can't, half the time, they can't even tell you why. They just hate everybody and everything that don't agree with them. So, it seems like they're just not thinking. And that's what bugs the hell out of me. It bugs the hell out of me out of all of humanity, in fact. People who don't think for themselves, it drives me insane. So someone asks me, well, 
what do you identify as? I always have difficulty answering that. I said, well, I, I guess I'm conservative. I, I suppose there are more, I have more in common with that side, but there are days when I have more in common with, with libertarian. And so maybe I'm a blend of the two. Above all else, I think I'm independent. Um, you know, I am not, I'm just not all gung-ho on any one side. The one thing I'm not is, I don't think I think in any way like a liberal or a Democrat at this point. They're so far gone. They're so nuts that I cannot even begin to say, oh yeah, they might be right about this. I, I have, I used to back when the world was a little saner and both sides were a little more moderate, but now I can't, I have not been able to bring myself to say, you know, okay, well, Democrats might be right about this particular issue because they, they go so far. They're so far left. The extremism, the radicalization of that party is so out of control. I cannot condone any of it and I, I hate it. So I'm, I, I will say that there's probably nothing in, in my head right now in terms of viewpoints and perspectives that jive with the left. But that being said, there are plenty of things I, I, I think about uh, that I, I'm probably not jiving with all the conservatives and Republicans out there. And I just thought maybe it'd be a good conversation sort of piece, a little bit of discussion, get it going, you know, on Twitter, social media, whatever, you know, what are the things about you that separates you from the conservative crowd? You say, okay, I am a conservative or I am a Republican, but on these particular issues, uh, I'm not really in step with, you know, that side. So I think for me, and this is important for me too, because I, I don't want to come across as someone who is that way you know, is just full on right on everything. I think it's boring, frankly. It's boring for me. I think it's boring for listeners. I think they know when you can predict exactly what someone is going to say or think, I don't understand why you'd even bother listening. You, you know what they're going to say. And too much of social media and too much of our lives has become like an echo chamber. All we want is people to echo our own likes and dislikes back to us. We want to feel like everyone agrees with us, which is very childish and not mature in any way. And both sides are doing it. And I really think it's a mistake. So I'll start. I'm perfectly willing to put myself out there and say these are the things that I just, I'm probably going to get some heat for uh, from the right. Um, I suppose I could start by saying, you know, on the, on the subject of abortion, it's a philosophical issue for me. I, I don't believe that people should be killing unborn babies. I, uh, you know, just because it's convenient. Um... Are there instances where I would support abortion? In certain extreme cases, I might. Um, do I believe that there is another world out there, another existence, another place where the soul or the conscious or consciousness or whatever you want to call it, it can survive and exist? Is there another life? Do we live another life here? Whatever. What if that is monumentally better than what we've got here? In many ways, I think that whatever it is, it's better. And, and maybe sometimes a soul is better off where it is and not here. And there's, especially given certain circumstances, but that is purely philosophical and theoretical. And there's no way to know that. Um, there's also no way to know that the child will have a, a decent life here as either. But, you know, I suppose, you know, the, you should give the fetus the benefit of the doubt and let him or her have a shot at it. Uh, and I, I do, I'm, I come down mostly, I suppose, on the pro-life side, but I am not 
extremists on this. And it's probably a good thing that my mother doesn't hear this because in, you know, in her eyes, my parents' eyes, there is no, there, there is no instance that would, um, you know, warrant abortion. And I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, I, I just, it's, it's difficult for me and my views of life and death. It's, it's, it's just, it's too hard for me to, you know, say yes or no on that particular issue. So that, that's one. Um, I would probably say guns are another. Uh, I support the Constitution. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe all amendments in the Constitution should be upheld and followed. If you want to change any of that, you better do it legally and with a majority vote. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not insane enough to say, well, if we don't like something, we should just tear it up and throw it away. You know, that doesn't work. We need to, we were born as a, a republic, people saying what they want. You know, you can't have just one side come in like the Democrats are trying to do and just tear it to shreds. You can't have that. At the same time, I also can't say that time doesn't change and that if a, a document that was written as a, as a primer for how life should be lived in this particular country, you know, as time goes on, I mean, the life that we have now, the, the world the way it is now, um, is it different than when that document was written? Well, of course it is. And the farther we go, you know, the, the more different it's going to be. Does that mean that the contents of that document are irrelevant or outdated? No, that's not really what it means. But it does mean that some of it doesn't make as much sense as it did in 1776. And this is sort of where I, you know, come out on the, on the gun thing. I, I, I wouldn't bother me if the Second Amendment was repealed. Let me put it that way. I don't, I don't support it. I wouldn't say to do that unless you can show me good cause for it. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I don't involve myself with, with guns or the culture very much. I know I don't like them. I know I don't, I believe they serve really no purpose in a civilized society. Um, at the same time, there are always exceptions. People want to protect themselves, especially with the world going nuts. I totally understand that. Um, and again, I support the Constitution in the way it is written. If if you showed me just causes to why that would go away or to why we really don't need them, um, it wouldn't bother me. Let me put it that way. And it does bother me that there are a huge number of people, apparently, who would do just about anything to protect their guns. And it's kind of creepy. Um, you know, it's like they're talking about their children or something. That's the level of gun worshiper obsession that bothers me. Now, I'm not saying certainly that all conservatives, Republicans, or two-way supporters are that way, but I have come across a few in my time and they're kind of frightening, let me just say. Um, but, you know, again, uh, if it's a very complicated issue. It's, it's very difficult to break down. It's, you know, you can't say definitively, really one way or the other, um, that weapons of really of any kind should be banned or should be allowed or at what level it, it really is hugely complicated and again it's it's a conflicting thing for me as the abortion thing is um but i don't like them and i will never own one and i don't really see the need to and uh, you know i'm sure there are thousands of people out there hundreds of thousands going well and you know you've never been in trouble or you've never you know been in a situation where you think that would you know be a good thing and then they can rattle off some examples as to when that would be a good thing and where lives could be saved. Um, 
but I have difficulty believing that any object that's designed specifically to take a life has the manifest intent of taking a life. That's what its purpose is. Uh, how we can flip that around and say that, no, it saves lives, it's, it's, a, it's a stretch for me. It's difficult in my head. I know it can. I know what happens. I, I'm well aware. I know certain people absolutely should have the right to defend themselves. Um, in fact, everybody should. With what, maybe, is the question? I, I don't know. But, again, just sort of putting this out there, saying I don't, you know, I'm not a big gun person, while at the same time I will lie down and die for the Constitution, because that's exactly what we're supposed to be supporting as nationalists, as people who love this country. And if you want to change it, fine, but you better do it by the right paths. You better do it with majority vote. You better do it, you know, you take the, the correct steps to make that happen. And again, as we get farther and farther in time, as the world changes, it is feasible. We should at least entertain the notion that documents that were written up to follow a certain way of life hundreds and hundreds of years ago may not be as effective or as relevant today just because of how different everything is. And we need to at least accept that as a possibility. Um, and let me let me also add. I think this is probably a big one. I, I've I've seen um, I've seen a lot of people and use this as a as a disparaging comment. They call people who are vegans or vegetarians soy boys. I've I've actually never heard that before until I was on social media, um, and you know it it occurred to me that there are a lot of um, they're not well there aren't a lot of vegans or vegetarians who are also conservatives and and. Uh, Republican. And, you know, I, I think that's interesting because it's it's shaping up now more as we're starting to learn more and more about nutrition and the things that we absolutely should not be eating, or at least not a lot of it. Um, we're starting to see the impact. If we haven't seen it yet, we're blind. Um, the impact of just terrible food. And we have the worst general food. I don't mean high-end food like the rich can eat and, you know, great food all the time. I just mean the food for the masses. We have the worst food on the planet. We just do. Anybody who travels around the world knows this. We have the worst food anywhere. None of us should be eating half the crap that's out there. Honestly, 80% of what's in the supermarket is trash. Um, it just is. Take a look at any of the ingredients. Now, it seems to me that many conservatives are lagging behind in this. They think it's all crap, that it doesn't matter, that you can eat all these preservatives, that you can eat all these colors, and that it doesn't matter, and just give me my steak and my beer and leave me alone. Um, and that's just, you know... Ignorance. Head in the sand, ostrich, garbage, and it's putting us in the position that we are in. Uh, this healthcare crisis is caused by that attitude right there. The belief that it doesn't matter, and, you know, then we'll turn around and try and get a pill to fix it or something and have, you know, their third triple bypass or something, which, by the way, falls on the shoulders of taxpayers, unless you're footing that entire bill, which, of course, you aren't. Um, and I've made this plain before. If you think that you can live however you choose to live, well, that's nice, that's fine and dandy if you want to do bad things to yourself, but that's only if you're paying for every penny of the care that you will require when life smacks you upside the head for doing that. And of course, that never happens. Even pe people with, you know, you don't have to have pristine health insurance. You're still going to be paid for a fair portion of it. In other words, the taxpayers will be paying for a fair portion of your heart surgery or whatever else is required. And the sheer number of diseases and other problems, both mental and physical, that can be attributed to poor diet and lifestyle, it's, it's endless. I mean, that list is endless. 
And yeah, it does seem to me that there are a lot of people on the right side who are just, they're just ignoring this. The conservatives and Republicans are just, you know, it's not a coincidence that there are a lot of red uh, people in the South, a lot of conservatives who, well, historically eat like hell. And it shows. Um, and the idea that this doesn't matter and who cares and, you know, attacking people, calling them soy boys because they're vegan or vegetarian or whatever. It's it's very seventh grade-ish. It, it, it shows that you're not willing to evolve at all. Um, I'm sorry that you can't eat 16 cheeseburgers in a week and drink, you know, endless amounts of alcohol and smoke yourself to death or just, you know, it, that you don't have to pay attention to the fact that, you know, your ringdings should not be consumed by any human. And the repercussions are obvious. It, take a look in the mirror, it's clear, and you just don't want to make the connection because you don't feel like changing. Well, that's your problem. The bottom line is this stuff is exceedingly dangerous, has major and immediate impact, and it's why we are where we are. It's just, that's the way it is. And people who don't take care of themselves, it drives me crazy. You have a responsibility to take care of your own life. That is where my libertarianism sort of kicks in. You are responsible for you, no one else. And because you are responsible for you, when bad things start happening to you, it is up to you to figure out why and connect the dots and see what you can do. Not run to the doctor and look for a magic pill that allows you to continue your disgusting lifestyle while just, you know, taking a little pill, which doesn't exist and never will. Um, and this is, a, you know, it... I, it's just the way it is. It used to be, you know, natural food stores, health food stores, those always used to be associated with the left and liberals. Ironically, my parents have run one for 35 years and they're extremely conservative. Um, but I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not saying that. I do, however, take very good care of myself, or at least I try. Um, I, I know what I put in my body is important. I know it's even more important the older I get. I know that that is my responsibility and nobody else's. And I wouldn't put my own burdens just because I'm a fat pig who refuses to take care of himself. And really, that's all it comes down to. Um, you know, you have endless problems because of it. Every single thing that happens from, you know, even everything from hypertension to bad knees. This is all caused by really one thing. Um, and the sheer amount of prescriptions and drugs that you're going to take because you screwed yourself up. Now... Yeah, it does seem that there are a lot of people who are in better condition on the left side and are, who are farther ahead in, in, in understanding nutrition and how important it is. So that's another thing, I think. Now, of course, there are plenty of right-wingers out there who take very, very good care of themselves, who go to the gym and know exactly what they should and shouldn't be eating. And I'm, I, again, I'm only talking about, you know, maybe stereotypical things here, um, and yeah, if you're thinking of the stereotypical, you know, gun-toting, uh, beer-drinking, steak-eating individual, you're thinking of a right-wing individual. Um, and I'm not any of those things, and I really hate those people. I can't stand them. Uh, I don't hate them quite as much as I hate Democrats, but it's close. Um, you know, and, and while I'm at it, the whole Harley thing, the, the, the motorcycle crap, you know, well, that just goes in my head as... The louder an individual is, the dumber they tend to be. You're a jackass. Put on a muffler. You're not a rebel. You're just an inconsiderate jackass. Um, and I'm sort of hoping that, you know, laws will actually be enforced that stop you from doing this. But, again, these are things that you can expect to find a little bit more maybe on the conservative side. And I'm not all for it. 
So that's me. There are some things. Everything else, yeah, chances are I'm falling on the right side of the aisle or on the libertarian, independent side um, very fiercely. And I think I've made that very plain in most of my podcasts. But this time I wanted to do a little something different, maybe get everyone else out there talking so it's not one giant echo chamber. People standing up and saying, well, I don't stand with every single, you know, thing on the right. You know, there are some things I differ on. And it proves to everyone else that you have a brain, that you have your own independent thought process, that you are thinking on a daily basis and working things out for yourself. And that I respect more than anything. So um, by all means, get that started, get that running around and see where it goes. And I, I think it just, it's a good thing because it, it does further separate us from the insane lockstep left. Um, we have to prove that we're better than they are in a number of ways. And this is one of them, you know, prove we're independent thinkers. Just a thought. See you next week.